Anime Pulse, episode 540. Welcome back to another episode of Anime Pulse. I am your host, Joseph. Joining me as he has been and hopefully will continue to be in the future is Andrew Chan. Yep. Happy New Year, everyone, again. Yes. Happy New Year to everyone again. You know, we had our New Year's episode go out on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. Huzzah for editing and having time off to edit the show and put it up on iTunes. Good stuff. Mm. Um, and with that said, I guess we'll kick things off for this. Uh, well, I mean, we kind of had, we, well, we technically recorded it before the New Year's. So the New Year's episode came out before the year began. So officially, this is the first episode of 2018. Mm Mm-hmm. And so let's start things off with our IRL news. And there's no pause for the music track to go on with the... the, 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 the yeah, there you go. On. You're catching yeah. on. Yeah, okay, got it now. So, uh, yeah, I guess starting off with mine. Um, I did get a brand new phone this week, did an upgrade on the account, so I've got a lot more data now. Uh, mm-hmm. But most importantly, yeah, because now I don't need to worry about, you know, streaming things or using YouTube online uh, when I'm on the go. It's not necessarily unlimited, but it's close enough to it. Well, I'll go for in a month. And the new phone I got, I decided to go for not the Apple. I went for um, Samsung. So I got a brand new Samsung Galaxy S8. So it's sort of the year for technology so far where, you know, my MacBook got fixed and I got a new phone. Loving it so far. It feels naked at the moment, though, because uh, usually I uh, get a phone case for the phone, the new phones I get, even a temporary one as soon as I get it. Just to make sure that, you know, it, it, just, it feels like it's wearing something. So right now it feels like I could break it very easily, especially when they're very thin these days. And, you know, like, I know that the Apple likes to tell with the um, iPhone X that, oh, this is like the strongest glass that we could get for your screens. But, you know, you, I don't know how easily you can believe that, you know, when it's like such a valuable over like close to a thousand pounds worth of electronics there. So I've got that. I've got a case ordered on the way, but so far I'm liking it. So far, it's got the edge, the edge um, 
sort of feature where like the screen curves on the sides. Mm-hmm. Um, although you know some apps, even though like it's got a larger area of display on it, uh, you know there's there's no longer like the the home button. But you know, it, it, you adjust to it very quickly, especially with like you can hold the thumb down on it or like you can flick up to get the home button out, which I thought would take some getting used to, not having any buttons on the front. But it, you know you adjust to it quite quickly actually. Um, but apart from that, it's a you know it's a good piece of kit. Um, the, the a lot of apps that aren't adjusted to having that sort of screen size though, you know, like Fire Emblem Heroes for example, it will have like a border at the top and the bottom of the screen, so it still takes up about the same amount of screen size as like if I had a smaller phone. You know, it doesn't stretch the the ratio of something like Fire Emblem Heroes at the moment, like the the amount of screen it takes up. So it's not really that big of a difference in terms of like when you're watching videos or something at the moment. Because mm-hmm. a lot of things don't take up the full area that it has on your device. But, you know, it's still nice to have. Uh, there are times where um, it's got this, like, edge thing where, like, if your finger touches the edge of it, it brings up, like, this drop, this, like, sidebar thing that I accidentally touch sometimes. But apart from that, you know, overall it operates fairly well. But then there's also, you know, with hardware stuff, you know, like, including, I, I hope that it sounds any different, I received the brand new Blue Snowball from you this yes. week. So. Thank you very much for that. Hopefully it sounds a bit clearer than usual. Um it looks a bit more like a because it's not it's not blue anymore. They're now like it's black. Uh they have changed the design, I guess, since the originals and stuff where it was white and had blue lights to it. Now it's like black and red, so it kind of gives me more of a Star Wars Empire Death Star sort of feel to it. Well that was the edition I bought you. I bought you the uh the blackout edition for the snowball. Ah, yeah. right. Right okay. now, because mm-hmm. I'm using the Blackout Edition of the Yeti, and uh-huh. Amazon had a deal for uh, Amazon Prime users uh-huh. for the Blackout Edition Snowball. It was actually cheaper, even though it's right. better and limited edition compared to like the regular stuff. Wow, so this one's actually much more special than the original one, even. That's this, right. This black one. That's pretty cool. So, like, you know, but with those, there have also been sort of issues of hardware as well. Um... My Xbox One controller, oh, I love it so much. Really good for fighting games, you know. Um, probably my favorite, even though I don't own an Xbox One, I think it is probably one of the best, you know, traditional controllers you can have on the market. Like, you know, it doesn't have a screen on it. Um, it's our button just broke and gave out while I was playing this week. And it came at a very bad time because, you know, we're just uh, a few weeks away, I think, from the release of Street Fighter Arcade Edition now. Oh, or I think a week away. Yeah, so I won't be able to, you know, I have to buy a new one while I wait for repairs to come in. Because, like, I am adamant that I can replace the, the broken button on it. It's not just the, it's not the button switch inside it that's broke. It's the plastic that holds it in place that's actually snapped. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know how it happened. Um, I guess it could partially be, I, d- I did buy this controller used. I didn't buy it new. So I'm 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 tempted to think it's just, you know, all the traveling around and, like, you know, like I've been going up and down the country with it. Maybe that's just made it give away more easily. So, but otherwise, it's been a good controller. And it's like, again, another bad time because, you know, I have a friend around at the moment that, I'm, you know, is coming around to visit. We play a lot of video games and, you know, we're looking forward to like playing more fighting games. But also, like, you know, the DLC for Resident Evil 7 has come out as well, uh, which is the Not a Hero DLC. It was supposed to come out spring last year. Are you but, also uh, going to ca- play the uh, uh, End of Chloe? Sorry, what's that? And the Chloe? other DLC that came out, the end of Chloe. Does, is that for Resident Evil Seven? Yeah. 
Oh, well, if it is for Resident Evil 7, we'll probably definitely play it then. Yeah. I hear absolutely. it's... I've seen it, and it's probably the most amusing of all the DLC that's come out. Like, I know you, there was, like, that one where, like... um the father's birthday and you go around and you kill ah, like, dad's birthday yeah that's right dad's yeah. birthday and you bring him stuff well yep. this one uh you know chloe she's the other girl who helps you like through yeah. the house and stuff like that that's right and at yeah, the yeah, 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 you know yeah. the only choice you really get is save your uh girlfriend like if you pick chloe she dies no matter what spoilers yeah that that's the sad thing yeah mm-hmm. yeah which just sucks because your girlfriend doesn't do shit for you the entire thing and this girl has been helping you since day one and yeah you have to let mm-hmm. her go well yeah. Uh, turns out she doesn't exactly die. She does turn into kind of like a glass sculpture, but yeah. her uncle finds her, and he's like this like backwoods water kind of guy who, like you know, like eats grub, and he's very muscular. And you go around playing as him, and he, oh. and he punches the molded. That's how he fights them with his fists. And he's that always like he's like pretty cool. He, he, and he's like he's always saying like die motherfucker. He's like, I'm gonna kill you, Morty, motherfucker. <laughs> so he's got, he's got the southern accent as well, yeah, just like kind of like Jack, you know. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. And, you know, and and there's a Cthulhu-esque enemy who is like the main bad guy who you have to like have like almost Street Fighter-esque fights against. Wow, I'm I'm really looking forward to. I've never heard of this, by the way, outside of the Not Hero DLC. So, damn, yeah, definitely gonna play that. If that is out right now, I'm gonna be downloading that tonight and i'll probably well with my internet speed i'll probably be playing it tomorrow but still yes we'll be getting it then yes uh not hero dlc resident evil 7 is probably one of my favorite games from last year at least maybe in general so looking forward to that that's good to hear i'll get to play a bit of street fighter at the same time um but yeah controller broke for that and then the other games we have on the list is the one i previously mentioned like injustice 2 looking forward to seeing the story mode of that um, I don't think Dragon Ball Fighters is out yet, but we've got other games in the back burner we need to finish. I'm I've been showing them Dead Space. We've been playing a bit of Metal Gear Solid Four before coming online right now, which I know is not the newest one. The newest one is um, Metal Gear Solid. Is it five? Is it just called Five or is it called Phantom Pain? Maybe it's Five uh, Phantom Pain. Well, I mean, there's going to be a brand new one that's coming out. Oh, from oh, survive? Konami. Yeah, yeah, you mean survive, survive. Which yeah, that one doesn't look great that's a zombie survival game but you know i'm gonna stay optimistic that they know that metal gear is a really popular franchise of theirs so they i don't think they're gonna hold back like even though they don't have kojima there um they'll probably put their damnedest to try and impress their already very dedicated and obsessed fan base that metal gear solid has amassed so i think think, their fan base though was probably more obsessed with kojima and now that Kojima's yeah. left, you know, jumped ship and basically like, you know, screw Konami because Konami tried to fuck me. Um, yeah. Everyone's kind of like uh, looking at Konami right now. It's just like, what are you doing here still? Why are you even trying to make games? And even Konami has been like, we don't want to make games anymore. We just want to make pachinko machines. Yeah. Which they haven't fully done because of, you know, like, as you, as you said, you know, right. the Metal Gear Solid Survive is still happening. So, you know. Uh, maybe this will be a last hurrah, but, you know, I, I hope it, like, if it's a good enough game, and it, you know, and it does well enough as a result, maybe it'll make them have a second look, because they own some other, like, franchises that deserve to stay alive, like, you know, Castlevania for one, maybe they could make another Gradius, or something like that, um, they do own the rights to Yu-Gi-Oh! as well, 
don't know what they could do with Yu-Gi-Oh to be fair because like any game that they've made of Yu-Gi-Oh that wasn't just the card game has generally been kind of bad I used to play it's time to duel that game yes indeed did you ever collect cards back in the day of Yu-Gi-Oh or was it I collected them and I played car played Yu-Gi-Oh um I even played through the Xbox One version of the Yu-Gi-Oh where it kind of took you through all the different arcs in Yu-Gi-Oh Mm. Um, original course arc being the best arc then it was like fusion and then after fusion was like some something to do with time and then there was another time. one after that and it was like mm. cross i had all these weird different rules that kept being introduced and i didn't really care for it plus um <laughs> uh, you know you're dueling on motorcycles at one point and it's just like what i guess they're trying anything they can to keep the kids' which, attention. Which, by the way, you know, I'm going to say, um, in anime form, Dueling on Motorcycles is actually the best series. I, 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 take, I will not stand by that statement. That The one where they duel on motorcycles is the best anime series of Yu-Gi-Oh! In terms of, like, balance of, like, stupidity, but plus a bit of story and character as well. It's actually quite good. Um, because, you know, if you think about it, a lot of the other Yu-Gi-Oh! ones... They have them just standing there or at a table playing the card game and there's actually nothing else happening. But with the card game on the motorcycle, at least you get to see other shit while they're dueling. And there's a chance that they can crash. And it, they do sometimes crash. So there at least is that. <laughs> you know? It doesn't really add much to the rules though. Gotta say. But yeah. Uh, I did some Fire Emblem this week. You, you, which oh, you may have done as well for the new year. Oh, oh God. Doesn't sound like... Got the ideal results. I am I've done not oh. Oh. happy with not Fire happy. Emblem right now. Mm. So, you, did you participate in the the recent um, tournament? Oh, oh yeah! Like, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. There was a voting gauntlet, yeah, where it was like you vote yeah. for the most popular character, and I thought I was gonna like game the system because I was like, well, I know for a fact Tharja's more popular than Crom. Not Crom. Is it Crom? That's not Crom. Is it? Is no, it, it was Lisa. Oh, right, yeah, okay, right. She did and fight thought, Chrome, uh, and she won yeah. against Chrome. And then the yeah. second round was her against Lisa. Yeah, I thought for sure, like, oh, well, if I go as, like, Tharja, I'm just gonna win and just get free feathers and shit. It's gonna be great, because she's, she's, like, one of the most popular characters in the series in general. But, like, and, the people who were on... Mm, yep. And it mm. is her Christmas skin, which, by all means, in wonton, it's it's perfect. Perfect, yes. You know, it's like it's like Tharja, if you were a fan of her, times two, really. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason not... But I think that's the thing, is that Lisa... The Lisa people were clever, they followed that, because remember, if you have lower points than the other character, you get bonuses. So I think what they did was they held off to the last minute, and this actually kind of happened almost at the last voting gauntlet as well, the very end, the finals, where like the one that was winning most of the time almost lost it at the very end, because what they do is they hold it off, and then they just pump all their all their flags in at the last minute, and it, it gets multiplied by, I think, like three or two. Well, and then that, they just that's shot past Tharja. Yeah, because Tharja was winning it, most of it. It was so dumb. I went to sleep, I was like, oh, we're like two million ahead. No problem. I woke mm-hmm. up. I was like, all right, time to collect my feathers. <laughs> That's weird. Why are yeah. the feathers so small? Why is it such a low amount? Tharja lost to Lisa. Oh, 
oh, what happened? And I went on the forums and on Reddit, and it's like, fucking Multiplier, son of a bitch, I hate fucking yeah. Fire Emblem Heroes. Like, what is this bullshit? Tharsha should have won. It was in the bag, five by five, no problems. And then the Multipliers come out of nowhere in the last hour. What bullshit? And I have to agree, mm -hmm. Multipliers are bullshit. There should be no Multipliers. It should be whoever is most popular wins. You, mo you vote for the one character, that vote counts. It that would be like saying the next time we have a presidential election, oh, you voted for, uh, you know, John Smith. Well, too bad he lost because Richard Howard just got a multiplier times seven. Suck it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I I guess they gotta they gotta try and keep some of that tension up, I suppose, because it's like, um, you know, there there were voting gauntlets beforehand that I saw like. A character was ahead by an even larger margin than this, but then at the last minute it got very close. So like you know, I guess it kind of makes it more like a game, a bit more like a more than just a popularity contest, I guess. Because I, I, if it was just by that, I bet just a lot of people thought like me and or, or and you, and just like oh she's ahead by this much, it went to bed, and then that was it, you know. A lot of people thought the same thing, and then the opposing side were, were taking notes, and they were smart enough to just be like, okay, I've saved 200, 200 flags just for this moment. But just out of curiosity, who did you go with after um after Lisa Azura. won? Did you say Azura? Oh, there was okay. no way I was going to let Lisa people take it to the home and be like, yeah, we won. And I was like, no, I'm shutting you idiots down. You are not making it to the final round because you do not deserve to be there. You got that multiplier. You are lucky. That is what you are. You are lucky. Nothing more. You count for nothing. Lisa, who is Lisa? Who cares about Lisa? Who dates Lisa? No one, because she's a terrible character. Get her out of here. You don't like, you don't like Crumb's Emoto? Like, even in no. Awakening? No, no. I do oh. not like her. She is such, she is just like, I'm so useless and so helpless. Please, I want to do all the cool stuff with all you cool guys. I can do stuff too, see? Look at me. And even as a character, she sucks because she only heals for the beginning portion. It's like, well, if you want to get her stats up, you're going to have to get her healed and heal people all the way until you get her to the final level, then you can change your class. But you really shouldn't because you'll want to, you know, raise her stats to the max, so you should just keep having her go down that path. Mm -hmm. God, yeah. she just... Oh, she sucks. I do not like her, Sam. I am. No, I do not I, like her. No? I can. Oh, I see. Fair enough. Well, other than that, she's not a particularly good unit in the game, except for her uh, Christmas version. But uh, I was, I was, well, you would be pleased to know that Azura wins. I was wondering if you would, like, maybe take the mentality of, though, where it's like, okay, if you beat, uh, if you're good enough to beat Darja, then you better win it. You know what I mean? Like, somebody who beats me better win, sort of thing. No, but, no, I was nah. definitely like, you do not deserve to be on that podium. Get off. And so I went with Azura, who I thought wouldn't win for a second during her last few things. I was like, Lisa's gonna steal this because because people aren't really caring about Azura right now. They're just like, who cares anymore? Tharja lost. And it's like, no, we can't let Lisa win. We can't let them be all cocky about like, see, Lisa is a popular character. No, she's not. Uh-huh. Yeah. I barely know anything about her because I, di I didn't play Fates like you, so she I don't really know much about her, but... Not a great character. N neither one's a good character? Uh, just Lisa. Lisa was great. Oh. Azura also didn't really care for either. Just oh, okay. though, because when I play through, um, 
when I played through Fates, um, in Awakening, Lisa isn't great. In Fates, Azura isn't great because in Fates, when I played Fates, I ended up playing the um, the uh, Revelations. I always play Revelations. Mm. And yeah. she is so annoying because she's just like nope nope we can't we can't say the bad guy's name because we'll turn into a statue and and we'll die Uh we can't Uh say it she is the deus ex machina of why that game can't be solved in a few simple words why you Ah. can't just say to both of your brothers hey brothers listen there's this bad guy he's screwing both of you over his name is this but azura won't let me say it because she's being kind of a cunt about it so Let's not let her in our party. Go kill this bad guy and then go have some fun with our digital waifus. What do you say? That could have uh-huh. solved everything. But no, yeah. instead she has to be like, shh, you can't tell them. It's a secret. Mm-hmm. I see. So that's how the game is. I still n- haven't opened my copy of Conquest yet to find out. But for the sounds of it, it doesn't sound very see. appealing. <laughs> well, just, yeah. just... Revelations isn't appealing, which te- technically Revelations is supposed to be the true quote unquote clang clang storyline of Fire Emblem Fates. Yeah. Which it doesn't feel like it. It feels like they're just like, well, you pick one side or you pick the other, but that's not really going to satisfy our fans. So let's make a third storyline. And they let their kids write it. Oh, right. Okay. So in a way, it's like kind of it's kind of worse written than the first two. Definitely, it, wow. it was just like it felt like it, it just felt like a kid who took all the toys out of a toy box and then like like some other kids showed up and wanted to play with that the kid and like no, I you can't play with me because because I said so. Right. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, if you were to choose one between the two, which one would you have chosen, though? Like, you know, I know you played Revelations, but if you were to choose, like, between the characters in either one, would you have chosen uh, Revelations or would you have chosen Conquest? No, sorry, Conquest or Birthright? Conquest. Conquest, Just yeah. Just because it has, uh, it has Camilla in it. Yeah, but didn't you say, like, she wasn't as good because, like, she goes after everybody and not just you? Well, in Conquest, she doesn't have that choice. Oh, right. Because right. she goes after like the other uh, brother character, the uh, the archer, Takumi? from Birthright. Yeah, Takumi. So right. she kind of becomes that, where right. she's like, I'm. You know, she get she. He's also like a little brother, and so she's like, Oh, you want you want you me to be your older sister? Hmm. And so she kind of goes that way with him, and it's like, but. I'm your younger brother. You're supposed to give me that affection. And she's like, yeah, but you know, you're, I've kind of grown up with you. So it doesn't feel the same way. And even though I know, you know we know now that you're not related by blood to me, even though I probably knew that before. It just is like, you know, it's like, but talk to me. And it's like, but, but Tharsha wouldn't do this. It's like a bitch. I ain't Tharsha. And then you just go for Raja because it's just like, well, fine. I want yeah, Tharsha waifu yeah. again. She's, mm-hmm. Which is, which as you've established though, isn't it's just like a diet Tharja. She's not like as good as Tharja, right? No, no, because she's not nearly as like obsessed with you. She doesn't. Uh, she's not as I'd say evil as uh, Tharja either. Um, oh really? 
Mm. Yeah, she doesn't really come off as like as mean. I think there's also one point where she like puts a curse on someone and she ends up accidentally swapping bodies with one of the other girls. Really? Huh. Yeah. But weird. Yeah. I forget exactly how that goes about, but I believe I'm I'm true about that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, I I wonder if you've had any good draws this week. I've had like five draws on that New Year's one, hoping to get one of those New Year's characters in Fire uh-huh. Emblem Heroes. I got like nothing, like pretty much nothing. No, no good characters at all. No New Year's characters, not even a five star. Have you yeah. had any better luck getting anybody? No, that's, that's the same for me. I've been going for the, the New Year's yeah. characters. Just like every single time I'm like, all right, I got 20. Let's go. I jump in. Yeah. I see like one red. I'm like, all right, come on, yeah. Camilla. And nothing. So I'm just like back out, close out of this, save up my gems, and we'll try it again. Go in. Yeah. All right, two reds. Go in. It's like, oh, chrome. Great. Now move yeah. on. And then it's like, oh, good. It's you, wh- whoever you are. Ugh, not Camilla. <laughs> That's who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm personally going for Azura, but every time... Every time I uh, go for him, I get, like, the old man Gunter or something. Oh, or, like, God. even, like, Arthur. And the thing is, is, like, you know, you know, Arthur has this different illustration style of him that makes him look all, like, comic book stylish. But yeah. he's got his finger holding up, like, with his index finger up. Kind of like, ah, 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 you, you didn't get the unit you wanted. He's kind of like this trollish character that just kind of comes up whenever you're looking for a good green character. And I'm just... I just want... either. I, the only one I don't want is Takumi, to be honest. Like, I don't really care much for Takumi, but... I could find uses in my current party setup for mostly Azura because I could use more singers. I only have one good dancer at the moment, but mm-hmm. I could maybe make find a use for as uh, for Camilla as well because she's a flyer unit. So there is that. The only problem is she's a sword. She's a sword unit, isn't she? So I've got plenty yeah, of which, good sword units. Yeah. yeah, I mean I have the good sword unit too, but I think mm-hmm. I would definitely replace the quote-unquote best sword unit in the game that I currently have on my main team with Camilla, just because it's Camilla, and right. it's a character I actually like. Mm-hmm. Who is the best quote-unquote sword unit that you actually have right now, then? It's the, uh, the chick with a long, straight black hair. Long, straight black hair. And she has the breastplate. Um, oh, or... you got Era. Or Ira or Era, yeah, she's really good. I believe it's Ira or Era, whatever. Which I don't know how you pronounce it. She came out like at the same time as um as uh, Joshua and stuff. Yeah, Ira. Yeah, yeah Ira's yeah, really have, good. She's a good. I unit. have Ira. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hits Apparently, like she tank. is the best sword unit in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's really good that you have one of those, actually. Mm-hmm. So she's on my main team right now, which is called Team Waifu. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I really want Camilla, and I really want Raja. And right. that's it. That's all Raja. I want. Then you'll be complete. I see. Yeah, because I have my Tharja. I have mm-hmm. an even better Tharja than the original. Yeah. I have my... Uh, I have a uh, Kagero. Ah, who, Kagero, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kagero, because yeah. I like her um, style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to call it that. I'm actually yeah. kind of a bit surprised, though, because, you know, you say Tharja is, like, your favorite. I was wondering, like, it, whether you'd actually, like, you know, 
give you know sacrifice one for the other, or whether you just have a team with two different Tharjas in it? Like, was that ever like a temptation, just to have just two Tharjas in one team? No, I'd go with the better Tharja of the two. Go with and the the okay. normal girl Tharja was definitely the like regular Tharja. She's really good, you know, dark, mysterious, has the obsession for Robin. But normal girl Tharja is also like trying her hardest to be like. Like, please, please, you know, like, I'm, you know, obsessed with you, but look at me, I'm a normal girl, haha, see, don't you want to love me? And, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, but she still, like, shows a little bit of that darkness behind, beneath her, where, yeah. and her voice lines are really good, and, of course, her skin is just, when I say skins, I just refer to, like, the different um, versions of something, because Overwatch has gotten me to saying anything that's a different version <laughs> right. of something, I say skin. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. her skin for winter is just amazing it's out of this world mm-hmm. i do like how she sounds like a bored employee like a ball uh, like a really bored wall uh, walmart employee when you move her around she's like good day like she doesn't really want to like sound jolly she just sounds like ah, okay I'll, I'll, I'll say ho 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 whatever you know huzzah <laughs> she just sounds like she's really forcing those lines out so i, I do like the performance that actors given into that where, you know, she's she's trying, but you know she she just can't drop her original act. But yeah, so I suppose that sort of ends the fire emblem thing. I just so I'll, I'll end off with like the comments for the week. Um, okay. You definitely saved me a lot of time though, by the way. Um, because I remember like how there was quite a few comments on the um the last episode we did with our top tens. Mm-hmm. There was one where Yotaro Vegeta, you know, he talks about... There's been quite a lot of chat about the lore, as it were, of Anime Pulse, about, like, the original hosts and stuff. And, you know, about, about the Shokugeki no Soma reveal at the end there as well. Um, but then the the, the, at the end that I was, like, I objected to was he said, you know, after hearing your top tens, I think it's safe to assume that Anime Pulse is the number one representative of, anim- of harem anime. I cannot imagine any other podcast or anime website putting so many harems or even romantic comedies in a list representing an entire year. So when I first read that, I was like, that's a bit odd, because, you know, he didn't just say, like, you know, yours or mine. He said just top tens, as in plural, so both of ours. Uh, so I was like, I looked through my list again, and I was like, uh, there's, like, maybe three, probably just really one, like, if you really made a really strong argument as to, like, would count as a harem in my list. So I, I had originally written out, like, a very long reply that was just like, hey... Okay, first of all, six of these aren't harems, and then I'm going to argue as to why each of these ones don't count as harems. But then you actually responded to him and said, you know, um, you know, more about the lore stuff with the anime pulse thing, but also, like, you just, like, just owned it and just said, no, that's just me. I'm the harem guy. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, pretty much, I don't really need to reply to that, actually, and say, like, why... My, unless he actually is going to say, like, oh, no, 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 I meant Andrew. Andrew's uh, list is all harem, because, um... Really, I don't think it is. The only one I could, I would maybe well be willing to conceive, concede on would be interviews with Monster Girls. But even that one, I would say, is kind of debatable. Uh, but yeah, so there was that. So you saved me a lot of time there. Um, Zaldera said that he's actually not in the US, he's actually in the UK. Um, although you are correct on regards to what he finds to be horrific things in the world. So I think when you were talking about stuff like, the, you know, the political stuff and the, the yeah. terrorist stuff and things that aren't to do with the show. You were correct on what is troubling him about the year. So right on the yeah. money there. 
And apparently he did run like a audio reviews for this site, which I never actually have heard of, but maybe he, you know, I guess that might have been during the gap when I wasn't listening. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've heard of that. Um, let's see. So there's more stuff about that. And then lastly, like in the comment of that last episode was about having, he's watched uh, six episodes of Osama, of, of sorry, not Osama, well, King's Game, and it definitely was a thing that was animated. It makes Mayoiga look like a Japan Japan Academy Prize winner, which, yep, it sure does. At first I was like, because with Mayoiga, you kind of get the feeling because, like, I think one of the guys who worked on Mayoiga, like, previously did comedy anime, so you think, oh, maybe it really is, like, you're second-guessing yourself, like, it can't really be this bad. Maybe they intentionally did it. But with like King's Game, it's like no, this is it. This is them seriously trying to make a good like suspenseful survival show, and oh boy, that's gonna be a fun review when it comes around. But um, yeah, it's worth watching to the end, Yotaro. Just just keep sticking there. It it will not disappoint. If you're if you're suffering any sort of pain or enjoyment, it will intensify by the end, and you know you'll be, you'll be a better person because of it. I you know, and then. Lastly, uh, well, not lastly, but in terms of comments, at least, before going on to the forums, we have a comment about on the Kakuguri Suba episode about um, the Nintendo Switch games, which he said, you know, this is mostly for Andrew from uh, Dark Dark Boss Man. There's a few games for the Switch that would qualify as party games and would be fun, would include snipper clips which i've heard is quite good uh, i've never i never heard about it before i actually was mentioned here mario kart 8 which i already have on the wii u and you know i did play a bit of deluxe on the switch but um there's less controllers and you know mario party 8 is kind of better or the more controllers you have available and the only extra addition really is the splatoon character there's no new tracks there's poyo poyo tetris which i have played but it's not it's it's a fun game but it's not so much a party game for the family. So it's something I play with like other friends that have already played video games. Otherwise, you kind of win really easily if it's just like against your your, your kid cousins or your uncles and aunts or something. And good luck getting your grandparents to play something like that, you know? Then there's Overcooked, which I hadn't heard of, but you know, apparently it's a popular Steam party game. Then there's Jackbox Party Pack 1 to 4, which again I had never heard of, but Apparently those are also indie games that have been on Steam beforehand that are quite good. So, you know, maybe those would be would be worth checking out. Um, I think I'm probably just going to wait till the library fattens up a little bit more before I actually use it around those big family gathering occasions, though. But, yeah, uh, thanks for the suggestions there. And then lastly, moving on to the forums, I had made a New Year's question about uh, included the uh, anime moment of the year which by the way i'm just gonna link this to you right now did you see the the moment i put as the anime moment of the year joe joseph no i did not right okay i'm gonna link you to it right now it's like watch this gif and um i don't know it's it's amazing but anyway the question was uh happy new year everyone so what are your thoughts on new year's resolutions do you have any and is there anything you're looking forward to this year anime or otherwise so we got two replies to this and then I, I enclosed the anime mode of the year provided to us by the anime Prince Principal, which I mistyped as Prince Principal instead of Princess Principal. And Yotaru calls me out on that later on. But uh, anyway, the first reply is by Queen Inoue. Anime-wise, I'm looking forward to Shokugeki no Soma Season 4 and Attack on Good Taste Season 3, which I assume is Attack on Titan. <laughs> um, 
Can't wait. Other than anime, I don't have much I'm looking forward to in 2018, but I plan on working on a couple of other hobbies and getting better at them. So, there we go. So, Shokugeki no Soma and Attack on Titan, I guess. I think that's probably what it says. And then Yoturu Vegeta calls me out on my typo, where he says, It's Prince, it's Princess Principal. I guess you were watching the Yaoi, sorry, Yaoi? <laughs> Yaoi hentai version. Great moment, but my favorite is the no moment from episode one, which um, I think I mentioned in the preview, actually. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, anyone who's watched episode one will know it. I don't want to say just in case it's, it counts as a spoiler, even though it's episode one. Anywho... I have an achievable resolution. Instead of trying to lose weight, uh, brackets, I have permanently changed my eating habits, so job done. I'm trying to watch and complete as much media as I can. I want to finish all the anime hanging off the bottom of my queue, like skin tag. Like a skin tag, sorry. There's not an anime called skin tag. <laughs> I want to complete all my other queues. I also want to finally retire my PS3, so I'm running through the last games I have for the console. Problem is, I keep buying obscure games from the PS3 slash 2 era. It's like rolling a boulder up a hill. So, there's that. By the way, have you seen this, the uh, GIF yet? That yeah. GIF makes me feel bad. Does it feel bad? It, in, in the moment, it feels like... She gets a happy resolution, but it's just like... The way she it's better. handled in this show. Yeah, yeah. The way it's handled in this show is just like, he walks off so annoyed, like, and the way she walks in, it, it gets a resolution, not to worry. But it's just this moment, like, you kind of feel bad for laughing, but the way it's done, like, the one frame, and then this, like, the needless need to spit on her is just like, really? Uh, I, 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 yeah. It's one of those kind of you have to have a sad sense of humor, but at the same time, it's just like so well executed in Princess Principle. That's the thing about Princess Principle, though, that I have to hand it to it. It's like I was kind of like, uh, you know, weighing up whether I should have put that in my top 10 list last week or not. It has a lot of stuff and it doesn't it doesn't hold back on the child abuse at times. But, you know, obviously there's good. It has happy resolutions, too, for those kids. So it softens the blow. But at the same time, it doesn't hold back on the initial <laughs> the initial beating. Sorry, I'm watching the GIF while I'm mentioning this, and I can't stop chuckling. So I'm just gonna start. I'm just gonna untap that now. But uh, yeah, that ends that now. Uh, you can go into probably your news, your your IRL news, I guess, because that kind of ends my long windedness. Okay, I want to say that I did not laugh at all when I saw that oh, GIF. It did not. Okay. It actually didn't make me laugh or even giggle a little bit. It was just very much like. That's horrible. I see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I have a thing about, you know, violence against women in yeah. anime that particularly gets to me. And when it's just like a gif of a lolly, a cute lolly in a cute dress who kind of looks a little disheveled, getting like kicked and punched, it kind of like <laughs> harkens back to a lot of other lolly anime where it's like, uh-huh. uh, what was that one about the the little girls with the red eyes that like become bugs? Uh, uh that's Rokyo Boo. Uh, hmm. Did like there was like the main guy in it who Oh Black Bullet. That's Black Bullet. Black Bullet, yes, Black Bullet. And like the blind uh lolly girl who is like she tore out her own eyes because people Yes, that's right. Know... She bleached it because her mom didn't like it or something. Like, no, because it. people oh. wouldn't do anything for her if she uh, had red eyes and then like yeah. she's begging and she can't see the money and stuff like that and it just was like 
and he doesn't do anything to help them and like the one that gets shot and it just harkened back to that and it's just like it makes me feel very sad and upset i see i'm so it hits a personal chord i guess a bit more yeah um yeah okay fair enough fair enough it's i guess it's my own sort of uh sixth sense of humor comes up at times at times um I guess because a lot of a lot of anime I watch, like you know, the lot of the characters, like the untouchable, just like always the cute character that's like you know immune to everything. So when an anime just like outright does it and gives her like a free fame Street Fighter kick, it's just like a what? what? It just kind of comes out of nowhere too. But you know, um, yeah, I can understand if you didn't find it funny. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Any hoozles, uh, for my IRL news, um, I mean we already covered Fire Emblem, which was going to be my big thing. Oh, um, okay. fuck multipliers. Uh, that yep. game needs to get rid of them. I agree okay. with like the majority of the people out there. They're just, yeah, they add a sense of tension. Woo, ah, but you're also basically making the fans very angry because when a character is supposed to win because she did get the most votes, that character should win. You shouldn't be like, uh, we're going to get to the other character because we want tension and we want you to spend money so that you can do more things. And it's like, fuck. You, I want I'm the more, character who uh, yeah. had the votes win. I, I, I'm more annoyed at the idea, like the limit there as well, where it's like, um, you know how you get flags, and there's like a limited amount of flags you can get. Uh, I spent pretty much every flag I can get, bar like a hundred, and I still ranked at like the lowest, and because my character was doing so well, so it also hurts the player too, at least in terms of like how many feathers you can get at the end, because you're awarded feathers at the end based on how how high you ranked. Yeah, and I spent every feather I could possibly, you know, every flag I could possibly get, pretty much, and I still like was like near the bottom tier and just got a thousand feathers. So there's that too. Right. Just to you either got to save up flags or you got to do things that earn you a bunch of flags in the game, which a lot of times requires you to do a lot of grinding and play a lot of levels where it's like, oh, you plus forty plus characters required for this, and it's or recommended. And it's like, really, I. I no, I don't want. I don't mm, want. You, do you not have many forty plus characters at the moment? I guess I have started. two. No, yes, I have two because the original uh, other two that I was using, uh, I broke down for uh, for their skills. Ah, right, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Understood. Right, that'd be the Tharja. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I fed to Tharja and I fed to uh, uh, Kagero. Kagero, what skill did you give her again? I gave her uh, Lolly Dragon's... Um, oh, Renewal. Was it Renewal? Something. I forget was what it, it was. the healing one? Was it the self-healing one? Where she heals herself every every two turns? No. It's, it's, oh, it it's wasn't not. that one. I don't remember mm. what it was, but basically ah, okay. I fed her to Kagero. Um, okay. So yeah, that's what I had for for uh for that mm-hmm. okay um aside from that i mean it was a week of work i uh am of course back to being full-time back at work nothing really out of place um one of my co-workers has been on uh vacation now in place of myself because after my vacation ended she hers started um and it will continue going on for the next couple of days. So she, will, I don't think she'll be back until like either Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, and I think that's 
it. Did you sort I... out the issue about the the you know like well there was a potential issue about payment or something? Did you is that all okay? That blew oh over? right um yeah I mean there was the whole thing about the uh, I was worried that wasn't gonna get a uh, certain payment but yeah I I I worked it out where basically the I found out that because I think I mentioned it too the overtime doesn't go into effect because. I didn't work overtime hours to a certain limit because I only worked regular hours and then I worked and then I got the pay time off. And even though the pay time off is paid at the same hourly rate as the regular wage, I didn't yep. earn overtime because I wasn't working over 40 hours of the regular time. Ah, uh, technicalities. Yes. So mm. even though I did get paid more, I didn't get paid the overtime wage, which is like $19.50. I got paid my regular wage, and that's a, like $100 difference currently. Right. So, okay. Mm-hmm. For the overtime I did last week. Gosh. But hey, that's fine. You know, yep. we're past that now. I'm into January, and, yep. you know, I've got more chances to earn overtime and work. But of course, overtime does mean that I don't get to work out, which I would like to get back to working out a lot more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Jim. This yep. was one of your resolutions, I suppose. Like, no, no, no. I had no resolutions nah. this year. Ah, right. Yeah. If they, if they do mess up, the good thing is, is that you know, like this is like the trial period, you know, where it's like there's there's this period after January where you have your resolutions, but if they don't work out or you they didn't test well, there's always Chinese New Year like around February, so you can kind of just you know, okay, the resolution really starts in February where Chinese New Year starts, so. There's always that. Well, I mean, I I just don't <laughs> do resolutions or give up things ah. like I used to. Um, but speaking of uh, New Year's, oh, man, Overwatch New Year's event coming up soon. Can't wait. Can't wait. Oh, really looking forward to some new skins. I'm looking forward to some new emotes. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to some some. I really want to get some of these skins like Tracer has a skin for uh, for New Year's. It's like a rose skin tight suit she's got with like rose and gold on it and it looks so good it's not even legendary it's just epic and it's so good looking i want to get her that and i want to get uh there's a lot of stuff that you can get in new year's loot boxes that is just super good like there's a lot of really good skins a lot of really good um emotes and i can't wait do you play tracer then I do play Tracer. I do kind of like Tracer. She's a little too floaty for me. Like, I don't really Uh have a great grasp on her. Unlike Moira, who can do kind of like a blink maneuver like Tracer. But unlike Tracer, she's more tanky. So even though she can, like, turn around really quickly, she doesn't move very fast. Unlike Tracer, who does move very fast. You know, just her normal running speed is faster than other characters. Right. And yeah. you combine that with the fact she can blink other places, it's definitely kind of annoying. And when you're trying to like tack something, you're and her shots require you to like be in very close range. It's almost yeah. like she has like burst shotguns on her yeah. or on her guns. And you need to be really mm. close to do any real damage to an enemy. Of course, you can blink away really quickly. You can rewind time and have her go back if she took any damage, but you have to be quick about that. And that's what Tracer's all about. So you got to be fast, 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 fast. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting better at it, but I'm definitely not great with her. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like the scout from TF2, really. I know you didn't play TF2, though, but... Yeah, they even had a... Uh, they had a death battle between her and the uh, scout. Ah, I didn't know that. Uh, I'm guessing Tracer won? Yep, Tracer won. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> even though the scout can use his... Uh, the can of uh, soda or whatever it is, of overdrive to uh, kind of like become really quick and fast and do a lot of damage. Um, Tracer's ability to rewind time and take off all the damage that she just got allowed her to uh, allowed her to deal with uh, the scout's ability. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Huh. So yeah, yeah that's uh, yeah. that does it for my RL news. Okay, cool. Yeah, really not much to uh, my week, and I guess we'll just move on into our industry news. Right, and I think I'm starting off again this time. Um, mm-hmm. This one may be fairly quick, though, because I don't think either of us used this anyway to begin with, but uh, Amazon shuts down Anime Strike streaming service, uh, which was uh, the one that was like, you know, there was almost like this kind of battle going on. You had like on one end, you had the Crunchyroll sort of stuff, then you had Netflix putting its more of its focus on its anime properties, and then you had also Amazon, which I know a lot of people threw a lot of flack towards, but it's been shut down now, I suppose. It's its paid anime streaming channel, Anime Strike. Um, just a year after it's been launched, um, it has been automatically cancelled, um, along with all the subscriptions, and um, the Anime Strike library will be available to Amazon Prime Video watchers starting today. Um, like The details include how... Um, you know, it would require an additional subscription along uh, an extra $5 along with your current $100 a year Amazon Prime subscription that you'd be paying. And, you know, it just really couldn't keep up with the com- the competition given that when on Crunchyroll you only pay about $7 per month and you can watch many shows on it. I mean, I've watched a few shows on Crunchyroll as well, with you know, as long as you have ads on it for free. So there's, there's that. And Funimation only being about $6 per month. So, you know... They don't require you to pay Prime, you know, to watch your anime. And it held a lot of shows that I know Video Game Pulse voiced a lot of, um... Uh, discontentedness towards, I suppose you could put it, where it's like, you know... They had shows such as Your Princess Principles, your, um... Made in the... Was it Made in the Best? It might have been a few shows like that. Just some very popular shows from last season, they had it behind that whole Amazon Prime paywall, which was kind of a problem. And, um... Yep. There's that. Amazon Strike, uh, Anime Strike did not announce any exclusive anime for Winter 2018. And its Twitter account, even beforehand, has been, uh, is now deactivated, but was inactive for months beforehand. So there's that. Um, uh, the Anime Strike's exclusive animes would include animes such as Scum's Witch, Scum's Wish, I mean, sorry, Land of the Lustrous, and Made in the Best. So I was right when I said that. And, um, yeah. I mean, this was a GameSpot article when they, they mentioned how that made their top 10 list. Obviously, they want you to click on that link there. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think either of us used 
Amazon uh, Amazon service anime strike. So, but I'm sure quite a few people will be kind of happy to know that. Hey, if you just have Amazon Video now, you can just watch the shows that they had behind that paywall. So, there's that. That's all I pretty much had to say about that one. Doesn't really make that much difference in the long run, but another service sort of fallen by the wayside, I guess. So, yeah, it's just they didn't do it right because the uh, they should have just made it free for anyone who had a Prime subscription because you're paying enough. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you don't really yeah. get a ton for your Prime subscription if you're just someone who pays for the subscription and you're not someone who's constantly purchasing through Amazon. Uh-huh. Um, because if you don't constantly purchase stuff, you're really not making up for that $100 per yeah. year subscription mm-hmm. fee with the amount of uh, amount of savings you get on uh, on shipping. Mm. I could have like. uh, maybe more justified like an, a more like a la carte sort of mindset where, okay, you pay less if you already have Prime. But if you don't have Prime, you pay like, you know, six or seven dollars, which is the same as Crunchyroll or, you know, Funimation's service. Where it's like, okay, you can get it separately if you don't have Prime. But if you have Prime, you get it for free sort of thing, you know. Yeah, like that would some, make sense. Yeah, yeah. Just just some more options would have probably made a lot more sense. And given that Amazon's a big and quite smart company, they maybe could have thought of this beforehand, but it just seems like a pretty bad move overall. But it, it, alas, it's all gone now, so, you know, oh well. Yeah, moving on. Yep. All right, well, I got a, I got one last poll here. Um, mm-hmm. We're always going to have polls, but this one is a... Uh, 2017 era poll uh, where basically mm-hmm. um, Nico Nico uh, went out and asked netizens to rank the most interesting 2017 anime. Uh, and 146,000 people, uh, a little bit over that, uh, voted on the poll. Mm. And they ended up making a list of the top 20 results. So, beginning all at number 20, Mr. Otsumatsu. Mm-hmm. The 19 is Infinite T-Force. Uh, number 17 is Princess's Principle. Mm-hmm. Number 16 is The Ancient Magnus Bride. Mm-hmm. Or Magnus's Bride. Um, number 16, Sharing the Spot, Aeromanga <laughs> Sensei. Sharing the spot. Oh, it's sharing the spot. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I didn't really. I yep. didn't even notice that there's two 16s here. Well, happy it's this high up. Thank God where it belongs. It shouldn't even be on the list to begin with, to be honest. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number 15 is uh, Kino's Journey, The Beautiful World. Mm-hmm. And number 14 is Aho Girl. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, should be lower than Aramanga. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. Let's see. At number 13 is Restaurant to Another World, which I heard a lot of good things about, but haven't seen. Eh, you might like it. I think you might actually like this one. I've not finished it, but I think if you like a bit, it's a bit of like Light Food Wars, basically. It's like Food Wars Light, but like hmm. with other fantasy characters going to this restaurant. And it's a similar sort of foodgasm sort of thing, you know, premise there where it happens. Okay. So you might like it, I think. 
Well, it features main. F- the main characters are female, though, right? I think there's like no, two no, of no. Them. There's a main and chef the, the guy. No, no, there's a main chef guy, and he takes in like a like a demon girl. So it's like it's a pairing. Oh, like runs the maybe. Yeah, they run the. Re- he takes her in on episode one, and then they run this restaurant. And she's like, he's the head chef, and she's like the head server, and they bring in all these different people. So mm, you might like it. All right, yeah. maybe. Uh, number twelve is Fate Apocrypha. Apocrypha. Yeah, uh, basically like the one about the <laughs> what was that the one about the lollies or whatever. Yeah, it's like Fate lollies. I think yeah, that was the one. Oh no, I think that was Khaled actually. I think that was like Khaled was Fate Khaled. I don't know which one this is. Oh, this is just but... another Fate series. This yeah, one has this is the, the redo trap. of it. Yeah, this is the one with like the trap, the trap Frankenstein monster or something. Uh, I don't know much about Fate. It's too it's too far yeah. for me to get into now. <laughs> Uh, number 11, the magical circle, Guru Guru. Uh, uh, and then uh, uh, we skip past 10, apparently, because we got two again, two number nines. Right. Um, girls Last Tour, and the Idol Master, Side M. I don't know about that one. Yeah. Then number eight is uh, Katsu- uh, Katsugeki, Token Rambu. Mm-hmm. At number seven is Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Mm-hmm. Good show. At number yep. six is Blood Blockade Battlefront and Beyond. Mm-hmm. At number five, Saga of the Ten Tan Tanya of Evil. Which Saga you might of Tanya like, the Evil. Which I think as well you might like. Again, I've only watched two episodes, but I oh, think right. you might like it. This mm-hmm. one. With yeah. like the Icy, yeah. glary chick. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, like psychotic, but she's like, she used to be a Japanese salary man. So you might like it. It's like a bit like a trap. Interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Number four, Made in the Abyss. Or Made uh, in Abyss. Mm-hmm. Yes, it seems to be very popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, Konusuba, God's blessing on this wonderful world. Number two. <laughs> yep. At number two, Land of the Lustrious. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly good. And number one, this shouldn't surprise anyone, nope. Kimono Friends. That's by a large margin, by the way. Like, that percentage I'm looking at. That, that's oh, yeah, a huge... because everything else was like one point something percent, two point something percent, and then number mm-hmm. one, 12.82%. Yeah. This is quite a sweep. This is quite a win for this show. Damn. And I, the I guess... uh, the top votes for both men and women oh. didn't really differ that much. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, wow. Kimono Friends is good amongst men and women. Oh, there we go. Maybe that's the reason. It's a secret. Hmm. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. That is okay. the uh, top 2017 most interesting anime as voted on by uh, roughly 150,000 people on Nico Nico. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And then that brings us to our joint review. The major first. Yes, the first joint review. And uh, Uh this one will be reviewing Boso Shoujo Machiavellianism. Mm-hmm. Also known as Armed Girls Machiavellianism as well. Yep. 
or as I like to call it, a competent Ugh. male protagonist. <laughs> yeah. But wait, you know the meaning of the word Machiavellianism? Ma- Machiavellianism, as it were, or whatever it's pronounced. You know the, it's, the meaning uh, of it? It's related to Maca- Machiavelli, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um related to the as a set of like government principles set forth in a book called The Prince by Machiavelli. Mac Machiavelli. Um mm-hmm. and it generally talks about how, you know, it's an activity characterized by subtle cunning, duplicity, or bad faith, you know, like scheming or like methods and stuff. And uh I don't know. Do you think that's present in this show? I'd I'd definitely say that. I mean the the girls are kind of like always scheming behind each other's backs. Mm. Like, I mean, a lot of them aren't really in agreement with each other over fighting and whatnot. Even though they have that coalition, they go behind each other's backs to get things done. I suppose if you look at it that way, yeah. Mm-hmm. There is that. Especially with the green-haired one, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, she definitely okay. tried to screw a lot of people over. Yep. Definitely, yeah. They, they, they're, they're called the Five Swords, but they're, they're very much their own entities separately. But, uh, yeah. Okay, we can dive into it. So, yeah. Right, so... We uh, start? Oh, we could start at the beginning. I guess so, yeah. And uh, at the beginning, we, uh, we follow a transfer student. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the very beginning, we're introduced to the group of girls. Yeah. They're, you know, they're all having their kind of meeting, and we get a bit of a idea of who we're looking at here. We got, uh, we got a chick with like a mask, partial mask on her face. Um, oh, it's 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 like a, it's almost over her whole face, but like just both yeah, eyes. Yeah, just at the covering moment. her eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like one of those oni masks, but the mouth isn't covered. Yeah. Um, you got like the uh, the really well endowed. Uh, uh, foreigner chick with like the blonde curly hair. Yeah, Kika Kujo Mari or Mary, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. She always is like, Desuwa? And she says we for yes because it's French. We? So oui. yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, that's very unique. We. Oui. Yeah. And when she's uh, flustered, she got... has to take out a dictionary to, to like speak Japanese. She has to get like a, jack- jack- a dictionary out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You There's got uh, the short. Uh, lolly-esque character. Oh, we with, got two uh, in this show. Blonde oh, hair. Which we get three yes. technically, but two of them are two of the five swords are. Yep. Which one are you? Yes. Uh, this one is the uh, the blonde lolly with like the ah, bow of yeah. like the bunny. Yep. Yep. With Who the bear. is? Uh... Let's see here. That one is Hanasaka Warabi. Yeah, Warabi, because yep. she has a pet bear. Yep. You know, as you do, you keep a pet bear. Called Kyobo. Then you got the uh, first different hair colored girl who is green haired and she's got like these <laughs> giant eyes and she's yep. very much smiling all the time. She kind of looks a little, a little psychotic. Yeah, and they're, they're really going for that. She's like the edgy ish one, I suppose, where you know, like nothing affects her, not even death and stuff, and you know. She's very glazed over, so she's numb to everything, including disturbing things, you know? <laughs> things that should... Yeah. Uh, and her name is... Uh, Tamaba, uh, Tamaba Satori. Satori. Mm-hmm. And then after her, we had a white-haired lolly yep. who has her eyes closed for the majority of the anime, but yep. boy, when she opens them, 
Whoa. A little she's frightening. She's got Naruto powers. She's got the Rinnegan. If you've uh, if you've seen Naruto. Yeah, she's yeah. Inaba Tsukuyo is her name. Yeah. She's so. got uh big crazy red eyes whenever she opens yeah. them and she's blind, so she can't actually mm-hmm. see. Yep, which actually is hinted at the end. The 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 multiple like that red eye with the multiple circles in it is hinted at the end to link to more characters that might come in should they ever make a season two. So, yes, could be possible. Important. Possible. And last but not least, we have the uh, I'd say best girl of the series. <laughs> uh, right, who, put it straight in there. Mm-hmm. Yes, who is uh is um Amo uh. Kikuri? Kirukiru. 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 Yeah, Kirukiru. Kel-Kel, basically. Yeah, Amo Kel-Kel. Yeah. Yeah. Who uh, all the girls refer to as the Empress. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the one. Yep, start with them. All having a meeting. Yeah, and they're all doing this meeting. They're all talking about this new transfer student who's coming. And the Empress comes down and is like, oh, be careful of his punch. Mm, Spirit bullets. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know the the our first girl who's going to be dealing with him, who is the uh, oni wearing girl. She's kind of like spirit bullet. Hmm. Well, I'll have to deal with this. And then we cut to our main male protagonist by the name of Nomura Fudo. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's uh kind of like got of a hick accent to him. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, he shows up and he's like, ah, my new life at the school. And and he's looking around. He's like, wow, there's a lot of women here and they're all armed. That's strange. Yeah. And then he sees all the guys coming in and oh, my God, horrifying imagery. Yeah. All the guys are look like women. They're wearing makeup and they have weird. They have the, their hair is done up like girls and stuff and they do not look attractive at all, but they're wearing <laughs> Ugh. Yep. And uh, mm. he is thusly informed as he goes to his first class that he has to do the same. Mm-hmm. But of course, uh, Nomura is not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he uh, flips a girl's skirt, jumps out the window, and takes off. Yep, as you do. <laughs> and that is when he runs into Rin. And Mm -hmm. uh, Rin and him have a kind of a battle off. You know, he pulls out these gloves, which are, you look like he bought them from Hot Topic. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. They're they're black and they have like the the studs on the back. Yeah, the studs on the back. But of course, Mm -hmm. they're supposed to make sense because the studs are for stopping sword blades. And the gloves themselves are actually like Kevlar or something like that. Mm -hmm. So he Mm -hmm. can actually grab a sword as it's coming, even though technically Kevlar can't stop. A sword, it stops bullets because mm. bullets are different than swords. Swords will cut and slice, and the Kevlar's not going to do that. But that's why he deflects the blades with the back of his hand, which have the studs. Yeah, and the, the important thing to note as well is that, you know, some of the blows, especially the one that the girl with the mask lets off, are much stronger than, um, you You couldn't take the impact of them because they're multiple times stronger than, like, they, they would send you flying normally. So the reason he has the gloves as well, so that he doesn't just block them, he parries them. Like, he, he slams his fist away to, right, like, he def- hit them. Yeah, he deflects right. the blade. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So which, as uh, we learn, is uh, Rin's thing. And she has this, like, muscle um, mm-hmm. skill Breathing where, like, technique. she breathes yeah. in and, and, like, she's able to use the full force while she's going, 
the entire time, which was a little annoying. But uh, I love that. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, they fight, and uh, Nomura he fights using his fists. If that wasn't mm-hmm. obvious enough, he has no sword. Um, even though he was trained in a art style of sword fighting. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he he attests to that. Mm-hmm. Which uh, we do see him in, like a flashback to his past, where he's like being beaten on the back by his master as he's chopping away at a tree with a wooden sword. Yeah, that's right. Very Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just bit by bit working up the materials. Yeah, and so the fight ends, and of course he trips, and oops, he kisses Rin. Yeah, it's the it's the. This time there's a bit more of an excuse. They have, like, one of her attendants, I suppose, like, shoves him into her. So it's kind of her fault. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he kisses her and her mask shatters and it becomes half a quarter of a mask now because before it was, like, half a mask and now it's a quarter of a mask. It's just covering one of her eyes. Yeah. And technically it was, like, originally it was, like, a full mask before she fought Amo, you know, the Empress girl. Right. As we see in a flashback, she actually fought uh, the Empress at one point, had the full mask... As mm. we learn in a flashback, why she wears that, which uh, what was that? Was it because her mother? Yeah, her her mother had like a had a disloyal husband, basically, and so she right. reminds the mother of the husband. So that's why her mom didn't couldn't stand to look at her face. So when she wears the mask, she could have chosen a much more attractive mask. By the way, uh, her mother could tolerate her. So she she grew up thinking she was ugly. Yeah, she could have taken the mask from uh, Aramanga Sensei. <laughs> oh, nice way to work that in there. Yeah, great. Thanks. That, uh, uh, it, the nice thing is that, it, like, right away in the next episode, um, uh, Nomura goes and visits Rin mm-hmm. and, like, brings her some chocolates to say yep. sorry. And, and not only that, but he's like, you know, I was pretty lucky to kiss you because you're really cute. You know, mm-hmm. and she gets all flustered. Normally, it'd be like, you know, the guy's like not owning up to it, but he owns up to it. He's like, you're really pretty. I'm really happy I kissed you. And she, you know, she's like, oh, really? Oh, well, well good, good, good. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's clearly yeah. obvious that she seems to have some attraction to him now. Yeah, because he's, he, well, there, there's the contrast there, because he's clearly not your typical, like, I suppose, harem-ish light novel lead guy. And she's right. not your typical Sundere lead type that, you know, would be like, really annoyed and beating him up over it she's actually like oh good for you then that you got it sort of thing so yeah yeah which i was immediately happy with i was very much like oh thank god for that Mm -hmm. and right after that you know he uh ends up fighting his next girl which is mary the uh blonde french japanese chick yep and uh he and she uses a uh a foil or a uh, uh, rapier. Yeah, that's the one. And uh, she's very good at stabbing. And he ends up defeating her with a magazine. <laughs> Which uh, was very amusing. He uses a technique called the reach extended by one magazine. <laughs> yeah, technique that's right. Bashes it's a, it's her a on the head with coffee. It. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's one of those giant thick books. And so he ends up deflecting, well, not deflecting, he stops her stab. And then he bashes her on the head with like a, with the overreaching uh, technique. Yeah. And uh, that, that, that hit alone procures him a second member of his, uh, 
I suppose it's harem. harem. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, because the French Japanese girl immediately is like, I guess I'll just have to look over him, you know, from now on. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And this begins the rivalry between uh, between Rin and, Rin and Mary. It's, it's sort constantly of a thing because she's so, she's so stuck up where it's like, oh, you are, you went as far as to kiss Rin. So obviously you'll you'll go further with me, right? Because I'm, I'm better than Rin sort of thing yeah she, like she'll do a lot of that where she'll like she'll be undressing and she's like do whatever you want with my body go ahead mm-hmm. but you know he resists because he will not be coaxed into anything like that so you know yeah but he, he will say like oh that's character. nice he will <laughs> yeah. comment on it still which is nice um and uh we get our first flashback as to what happened between uh we we get some flashback as to Nomura and uh, Amo's past, and yeah. we learn a little bit about them and how they came to be. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, of course, uh, Nomura had actually gone to a different school, and at that school he had made a friend with a very pink-haired boy. Yeah, very girly guy. Mm. A very girly guy, but he was very friendly with. And, uh, but before he met that pink-haired guy, he actually ran into a cross-dressing Amo, who dressed up like a man. That's right. Even though, Mm -hmm. you know, clearly either a very feminine man or clearly a girl dressing as a guy. Yeah. But, uh, Mm. but, uh, (laughs) Nomura doesn't seem to notice or care and he's very buddy-buddy with Amo. And yeah. Amo, of course, having no friends, immediately takes to Nomura, who, you know, is like, oh, he's, like, getting in close contact with me. He's being very friendly with me. Oh, he obviously really likes me. And then Nomura, of course, blows uh, Amo off to go hang out with uh, our effeminate pink-haired boy. Because he's like, yeah. oh, you know, I asked for a tour and he offered the tour to me, so I'm going to go and take it. And Amo does not like this. She ends up she beating the shit. She ain't no Fujoshi. No, she beat the shit out of the pink-haired boy. Yeah, she does. And uh, this kind of made uh, Nomura extremely mad. Um, even though Amo, of course, at that point was like, see, now they're out of the way, we can be friends again. And yeah. uh, he ended up fighting her to the point that he... Uh, kind of drilled a scar into her chest. That's right. Like what? Like like Luffy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big old it's, it's scar permanent. right through her chest. Yep. X shaped, I believe. It's like an X shaped scar. It's like a an X that goes uh, like between her boobs, and then like one one uh, scar going straight up between her uh, sternum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So that's yeah. how their past came to be. Hmm. And uh, but of course, my favorite battle finally uh, happens after we get like this ridiculous fight between Nomura and a bear. Oh yeah, so so it's not between him and the lolly blonde girl. No, it's because the... he before he fights, well, he doesn't technically fight her because Rin no. ends up fighting Rin her. her. Yeah, he fights um, the bear. Yeah, he fights the bear, who it turns out is female. Yep, it's best girl. Best girl of the series. Definitely likes him. Adds to his harem. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and so uh, he ends up wrestling the bear and Mm -hmm. winning. Yep. 
because uh, of a technicality, which I do sumo wrestling. And so I guess in sumo wrestling, if you're... Um, the pant thing is removed or something? Yeah, the like sash the thing, underwear, whatever. sash, yeah. whatever. If it comes undone, then you it's you lose. Yeah. And he even is annoyed about it. He's like, all right, who did your thing? Like, this isn't how you do it at all. Yeah, He even does it to the other two girls. He, yep. Who... He ties it properly, yeah. <laughs> he ties it properly, all right. <laughs> um, and then my favorite fight happens when... Uh, uh, when uh, Tamaba finally uh, pokes her head out to start messing with Nomura, and she yep. does so by blackmailing him. Yep, she does. She, she easily turns Rin and uh, his... Well, his procured harem against him basically she turns like kikakujo and oni and andrin against him basically yeah but what i think it was is a picture she took of herself yep. on top of him yep. and her she's completely nude and yep. uh you know he's like i don't remember any of this what the hell man but of mm-hmm. course um you uh uh <clears throat> you scorn the potential love interests of Rin and Mary, and they're both like, humph! Like, I yeah. don't trust you at all anymore. And yeah. so he has to go and deal with Tamaba. And mm-hmm. uh, fighting her is kind of a challenge, because she is crazy. Yeah. Uh, her, her fighting style is interesting, because she has uh, multiple ones under her belt, I believe, and then the the main one being that she, she kind of pretends that she's not, that she's like, calculating her move then she does an unpredictable attack sort of thing right yeah and uh he ends up fighting her in the bathhouse uh bathhouse hot springs Mm -hmm. bathhouse and uh (laughs) he fights her in the nude yes yeah they they censor a lot of stuff austin power style or just with the steam so. Yep, and uh, she's also very nude, which was rather interesting. But he gets nude, and it becomes kind of distracting for her. Like at one point, they show her eyes, like looking down, looking up, looking down, looking up, because she's like, "How how do I go about doing this?" And she's like, "You th- you think this will stop me? Really?" <laughs> yeah. But of course, it does mess with her. Yeah, actually, surprisingly so, given her her weird mental her weird mental sort of state, she still is distracted by his um. Yeah. Which, His piece. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, um, even Rin gets uh, some quality eye <laughs> FaceTime with. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, everybody does. I mean, like, there's a scene where, like, he has his pants down and, like, it knocks out the other lolly girl, like, the little sister of Mary. You know, the, right. the girl. Yes. The, the one that, yeah. Because she, she, all the girls he, have, yeah. like, their assistants. Yeah, they do. Everyone has, like, a second in command. And hers, uh, Mary's, the upper class French girl, has a. a an assistant who's actually her little sister Choka, who uh, what's funny about her is like her she even though she pretends to be Spanish and stuff and says Spanish phrases, she's actually like really pure Japanese, and they allude to her being basically like a Westaboo, where she's like a Japanese person who wants to wish you know wants to be Western sort of thing. Right, uh, she like, even wears a wig. Yeah, her big blonde locks is not even really her hair. It's uh, it's, she's actually got black hair underneath it, and um. You know, when it's off, she's acting more like demure, more normal. But like without it, with it on, she acts all upper class, kind of like her sister does. Um, but yeah, she one time like gets knocked out by Nomura because his pants are down because he he forgot to do his like belt 
before leaving the place and then um ammo also you know when he first encounters ammo at the school yeah his pants after, fall down yeah, and like exactly, she yeah, sees it so. full force and she's kind of like just like she's dead eye staring at it but like she leaves and then she gets all like <laughs> flustered afterwards mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep uh it's alluded to a bit later on yeah so yeah, anyway yep he uses that to distract tamaba satori during their fight in the bathhouse yep and actually uh tamaba's uh, assistant is actually very important yeah because she becomes a bit of a plot point for dealing with tamaba and uh making her kind of deal with her past which mm-hmm. uh i believe tamaba's assistant was actually her sister her twin sister yep. that's right her sister who was actually the original satori basically is is a bit confusing i don't know how much you want to go into it but basically like she is her sister and her sister like she stole her sister's identity basically Yes. But, yeah. Yeah. It, but, it it becomes clear if you see the uh, the episode in detail, but basically, yeah. Um, what happened was something like the sister was being like one of them was the favorite child. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> I think it was uh, Tamaba who ends up taking her sister's identity because she wanted to be the favorite child. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. She pushed her off. Uh, it's you know figure it's so she push, pushes her off the climbing frame and takes her position basically by force right removing her identity yeah but then there's like you know her weakness is that she still kind of cares kind of doesn't care it's not very sure you know about her little sister so kind right. of her weakness yeah and thus brings us to what we should as- what we assume is going to be like the final battle before Amo which doesn't really last that long at all it's uh mm, yeah the fight against uh inaba inaba our blonde yeah. lolly who uses a uh like a sheathing sword technique where she kind of like does a flash step and she has yep. a sword at your neck yeah well she's um, it, it's uh it's hints that she has she's been taught for the same sword style as uh, nomura the main character guy right they're from the same school like he even brings it up like when yeah. they're fighting he's like, where'd you learn to do that Mm-hmm. And she recognizes his fighting technique, and she's like, "No, I'm clearly the superior one here. You don't deserve to carry the same type of uh, title." Yeah, mm-hmm. but the fight doesn't really happen, you know. So, right, because even though they kind of like, you know, he recognizes like, "Holy shit, I don't really have much of a chance against her." But uh, well, let's see what happens. Uh, Amo shows up. Yeah, and that's right. uh, she. She has uh, an ability called auto counter, and mm-hmm. even though the blonde lolly can, or blind lolly, sorry, can jump in in a flash, auto counter still works, and she ends up stabbing. Yeah, that's stabbing right. a lot mm-hmm. of people with her fingertips. <laughs> yeah, and she, she seems to be also able to make her skin as hard as steel or something. Yeah, so like her skin turns like hard as rock, and like they show like her skin turning kind of scaly, which yeah. uh, wasn't very appealing, but. Um, yeah, so uh, Amo and Nomura end up fighting, yep. and uh, yeah, they're, they're very happy about. about it. Like they're laughing and punching each other and just having a grand old time. Mm-hmm. They both they both are notably enjoying it, and the other characters remark about, "Oh wow, they both seem like they're having fun," sort of thing. Yeah, but uh, before the final blow, I guess you could say, is done with, a uh, I guess the principal character shows up, or the headmistress. Yep. It was like this yeah, dead-eyed head, yeah. character. Either or. 
Yeah. And she's like, all right, no more fighting. And uh, mm-hmm. when she puts her foot down, everything kind of just comes to a halt. And I guess she's super powerful. Even the blind lolly who uh, I find amusing because she just wants a friend. And so yeah, like, yeah, uh, uh, that's like she yeah. bribes mm-hmm. um, she bribes Nomura with the stamp because Nomura is actually fighting all these girls to get their stamps so he can leave the school and like leave the premise when he wants to. Otherwise, he's confined to the premises. Yeah. So he wants and needs the stamp from the blind lolly because that's the last stamp he needs. And she's like, I'll give it to you, but you have to be my friend. Yeah, that, that that's that's sort of the funny that's her funny gimmick is that multiple times, although like she's the strongest, apparently one of the strongest ones that nobody can beat and stuff, and like uh no matter what, everybody like stay, keeps away from her. She just wants to try and befriend anybody, not even just Nomura, but they're always like, nah. <laughs> so she doesn't get to have any friends, and it's just like yeah, she, she was even, like, really, like, let down. Like, her first meeting with Nomura, she was like, meet me at the water fountain after school. And Nomura doesn't do it. He's like, hell no, I'm not going to meet her. She's going to fight me. But she just wanted to talk to him, and she ends up catching a cold because of him. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's so adorable. She's, the, like, the most strongest one. And she also, even though she's blind, she, like, gives really sensual stare to Nomura at the point when she holds up her... Uh, her uh her stamp she's like you want this don't you mm-hmm. you want it yeah and yeah and she and he takes it so he has to quote unquote train with her of course just be her friend and he runs after amo because amo's leaving the school yeah and he wants to go talk to her before she leaves and he meets up with her at the airport where uh amo makes a very parent that she is very much in love with him, and she makes out with him for a bit. Uh-huh, And yeah. she, de- she declares that Nomura is hers before, of course, leaving. Mm-hmm. And after that, we kind of get the, uh, will there be another, rep- you know, another season? Because a chick who is talking to the headmistress over the phone, who all we see is like a crazy red eye, circle red eye of is like i guess i'll have to show up yeah so same eyes as uh inaba and you know same sort the like, probably the same sort style as nomura again so you know really trying to milk bait out a second season i guess which i wouldn't be against i mean i enjoyed the series enough the Mm-hmm. Oh, there were enough like differences between the girls, Nomura, who's just like, yeah, my dick's out. You want to fight me? Um, <laughs> like the the psychotic girl was definitely in my you know like my strike zone. Um, uh, the blind lolly girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because of how just like crazy she is, and uh, yeah. she was mm-hmm. you know at one point she was nude too, and she's like, yeah, I'll fight you in the nude. Yeah. Mm-hmm to so and she didn't yeah. and she didn't mm-hmm. care that was like one of the best points where when these strong female characters come out and they're like oh no kya i'm naked don't look pervert and they end up like losing the battle because of that and this one she's just like yeah my tits are out what what do you want my sword is also in my hand let's fight uh-huh, uh-huh. and it's like i can i can get down with that yes uh-huh. 
Okay. Yeah. So she so she's a close second to Amo then, basically. Uh, yes, Amo yeah. because she is very much dead set on like you are mine. You're going to be mm-hmm. mine. I'll be back to pick you to take you mm-hmm. away. And Nomura, it's you know he's just like you can try, and she's like I'm going to I'm gonna do it, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, you know, very much... But, like, a lot of the girls had, like, things that I really liked about them. The, oh. With, uh... When it came to, like, uh, Inaba, it was just the fact, like, she just wanted friends. And it, like, made her seem so adorable. Or it was just, like, she is the strongest woman, but at the same time, she just wants to, like, be your friend and hang out and do cool friend stuff. Um, With Rin, it's, like, she doesn't come off as, like you've said, the typical Sundere. Where mm-hmm. she's like, you know, baka and you know, just huffs and puffs and turns away. And it's like, tee he likes me. Um, no. And, you know, she, she does say like, oh, you, you're, well, good. You, you kissed me then. And she doesn't like try to beat him up. And, yeah. uh, and of course, like, uh, when it came to, uh, Mary, she was just like, use my body however you want because you defeated me and, and, like, you know, you'll go further with me than you will with Rin, right? So she has that, like, rivalry that keeps pushing her to be, like, you know, abuse me, do whatever you want with me kind of thing. Yeah. hmm So. Yeah. They all have their different, I suppose, flavor? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Exactly. It's Pure like a uh, Neapolitan ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. so yeah, yeah, that's the basic uh, storyline of the yeah. anime. Do you have like, uh, do you have anything you'd like to add in? Yeah, I, I suppose just like some notes as well as like, mm, I suppose if I, I suppose I could nitpick some things as well. Got a few notes here written down. Um. Okay. Well, first off, you know how the school is called Private Aichi. Private Aichi Symbiosis Academy. I just yes. well, first of all, I find that name kind of stupid sounding because it's got like, uh, ja- you know, it's got the Japanese name and or place Aichi, but then it's also got like symbiosis in there, just randomly in there, and you kind of get it because, um, you know, Aichi besides being a place is like made up of the kanji for love and knowledge, so you get it. The place is and symbiosis is like symbiotic, so it's like merging both love and knowledge. It's a skill that merges love and knowledge together. Um, even though, like, I'm not sure what level of education they're actually getting, because um, one of the girls is like, I you know after he kisses um Rin, the reputation of him spreads pretty badly around the school to the point where the girls are like, oh, don't get close to you. If he gets close to you, you might get pregnant. You know, so. I don't know what level of education they're actually getting in terms of that, really. But um, yeah, their their health class needs a yeah needs a, needs a bit mm-hmm. in terms of like the dynamics between male and female. It's a bit a bit weird there in terms of knowledge and and maybe even possibly love there. But you know, because it's supposed to not merge the two together. But besides that, uh, I mean, I guess if you just take it like as for what it is, it's just like a. a fun action show but the more more i thought about it there's like there are some there's some holes i can poke at here and there for just like how uh you know when the more you think about how the story is uh, at least how it's presented to you for instance like you know um 
you know, it's, I think it was said in the synopsis and it's implied by the girls there that, you know, originally this was an all girls school, you know, and, um, eventually they made it co-ed so they could add guys in, but then the, the girls feared for their, their lives or whatever. So they, they, you know, were allowed to then bear arms at the school, you know, with the five, the five swords being like this kind of like this group that formed as a result of this. And they're like the five students that are allowed to carry full on just swords on them on the premises. Mm-hmm. So it says here that you know it's been like this for generations, and um, you know I looked up what how long a generation is typically anyway, and like it's changed throughout the years. But typically, like for a female generation, it's twenty five years for guys, about thirty. So if we were like to be very, if we were to be very kind of like uh, conservative literal? with how, yeah, with how oh. many years that possibly is, oh, literal could work too. Um, if we were going to be very lenient about the amount of years that is, that's like maybe like. They say they say like um like many so I guess that means either two or more generations. Uh, I'd say multiple. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that it's been like this. That maybe like fifty years it's been like this. So like there's been many years in which like fifty years where they've allowed girls to carry swords. You know since the five swords were formed, and yet guys still go to the school. Like they choose to go to the school where the girls are allowed to hold weapons. You're not, and. They potentially force you to cross-dress. Don't know how long that rule's been in place for. But, like, I just kind of got the idea that perhaps the guys that are at the school are just totally into it. Because, I mean, it's like you're allowed to cross-dress. They they force you to cross-dress or sure, whatever. But there are occasions, like, where it's, like, at the student dorms. And, um, you know, the guys are being peeped in by, like, the um, bear. But they, they stereotypically act like a girl would when, like, they're being peeped in on. So it's like even on their free time when the girls aren't there to enforce this law on them, they're still acting like these kind of stereotypical kind of like women guys at the same time. Which, not that there's anything wrong with that, but at the same time you get the opinion that, okay, they're, they're sort of doing this on purpose. But then, like in episode one, like one of the Nomura's best friends, the, the main cross-dresser guy, I suppose, is like, you know, hey, if you want to like coexist in this school, I think they put a lot of... Um, emphasis on it to coexist in this school means to give up your male dignity you know um but the thing about that is yeah yeah it's like your male dignity or your masculinity but here's the thing is that the girl with the mask in episode one like ren that's her name holds a sword to him and the other girls are like holding weapons up to his face and i was just like okay hey either you coexist or you leave the school basically and um so and then later on in the episode after he kisses her like her assistant's like wait you're not allowed to commit murder in this school so like the most they could do is like maybe i suppose torture you but like there's nothing really stopping nomura like at first i thought okay wait why is everybody in the school like all the guy students who had to give up their male dignity that they cared so much about um choosing to stay here and cross dress over just you know maybe just leaving like, they could maybe make an excuse, like, oh, but if you graduate from the school, it's a pre- prestigious school, so if you graduate, you get, like, really top positions in companies or a really bright future, so the guys just kind of stomach it for what it is and just so they can make it through, you know, even if they have to cross dress. So, hey, my future's going to be bright if I graduate from here. But there's none of that there, actually. And it's not even like, you know, they get off on tuition fees because I think Nomura, you know, when he goes to Rin's place and, you know, like you said in episode two and says, hey, you're quite cute. I'm glad I kissed you. He also remarks about how nice her room looks compared to the guys. So, like, it's not even like they get equal treatment in terms of, like, 
uh, accommodation. The guys get like a shithole to live in, and the girls get like high class accommodation. So like, there's almost no reason for the guys to be here other than, I guess they're into it. Really, it As could it like, could be that, like when you mentioned tuition, it could be that they're not paying a lot to go to the school because it is still mm. a private school. It's not a public school, so you have to pay to enter. Yeah. So it could be mm. that. Maybe the school has like almost an outreach program where it's like, oh, men can come and they don't have to pay as much to attend because yeah. all the women who are attending are kind of ritzy. Like they all come from something of an affluent family. Yeah, I kind of thought that at first, especially since they're like, especially the trouble students thing where it's like, OK, like they have no choice but to be here because like Nomura is a problem student and they're here to correct problem male students who come to the school. Right. Um Except two things where it's like, okay, maybe they are all high class to high class to extent, but then you also have the archetypical high class characters like you know um, Choka and Mari and stuff who are actually like high class characters, and other girls who act like more snobbyish than the others. So despite having like you know maybe perhaps being that way, there are high class archetypical characters there amongst the normie characters there too. Uh, and not to mention, like, at first I thought, oh, the guys are forced to be here. But, you know, she does give him the ultimatum in episode one, where it's like, oh, you either cross-dress or just leave. Or just go to another place. And at first I thought, well, there's an excuse for Nomura, because, you know, he wants to get revenge on Ammo for, you know, whatever, you know, like so they can have their rematch, you know, for the fight that they had back in the last skill they were in. But he's actually quite surprised. He's he's actually quite surprised, I think, in episode three or four, when he sees Ammo there and he heard, and he hears about Ammo being there, so that leads me to believe that he wasn't actually here just for revenge. He just kind of ended up here, um, and then like they're like, "Why don't you just leave?" And he's just like, "No, I'm not gonna leave." And then even though he's getting the stamp card where he gets the stamps from the five sword girls, it's just so he can leave whenever he wants, you know, instead of just you know leaving. <laughs> It's a little bit kind of, you know, a bit weird there, where I, I thought he had a motive, but then he kind of really doesn't have a motive until like Amo, until he finds out Amo is actually there, but that still doesn't really excuse why the other guys choose to stay at the school. Um, like you said, maybe the tuition key, the tuition fees are covered, but I don't think they go out of their way enough to like even like mention it. Could have just taken one line of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and at first I really did think that like it it was a high class school where the armed girls could just straight up murder you without the authorities like turning a blind eye to you to your death. But you know, murder's not allowed, so there's not even that forcing you to do that. Um Yeah. Uh there's crap accommodation, blah blah we covered that. Party drag, anything else outside the flat out murder. Oh yeah. Um Anyway, there are f- Wait, I already, I already covered that part already, actually, with that. Uh, you know, also, I don't want to get too much into politics, right? Because I kind of despise okay. that sort of shit, since I'm on, I'm on a fun anime podcast, right? When I think <laughs> sure. about it, <laughs> you know, fun, you know, anime, fun, right? We, but anyway, uh, both, but when I think about it, this anime doesn't really show either gender in a positive light. Uh, guys are either are either like majorly perverse or like meek simpletons in the show 
But then it doesn't show the girls as positive either because they're gossip, they're either gossip spewing or hormonally driven, and yet both sides are kind of stupid. They show like intense about like what like I mentioned about the whole like oh if he gets close to you you get pregnant and then suddenly but after he beats um I think the French girl they're all like fawning over him so the girls are like either this one way and then the guys are all also simpletons as well so when I think about it. Both sides aren't really showing that much in a positive light, but you know, I guess that's neither here nor well, I mean, there. I just wanted to. The main, mm-hmm. f- the main conflict between Amo and Nomura was the yeah. fact that Amo wanted yeah. Nomura, and she even is like at one point questioning herself as like, um, I think her something is like, I attacked him with a perfect strike that would make him completely fall for me. It didn't work. <laughs> Why didn't it work? I don't get it. Her mentality is of a guy beating up on a girl being like, she'll like me if I do this, right? Right? If I beat her up, she'll like me. And right. that's what she's thinking. She's like, if I beat him up, he'll fall for me. And then like, we'll have kids and family and stuff like that. <laughs> but right. it doesn't work that way. You don't beat up on the person you like. It doesn't mm-hmm. make them fall for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you're yeah. me. And in which case, you know, yonder days apply. <laughs> All right, okay, but that's a very that's a very case by case basis sort of things. What you're trying to say, like you typically don't do that, so yeah. Yes, her her, her way of thinking was kind of wrong. Um, but I suppose one of the bigger things, okay, right, is usually when it comes to like I'm, I am like, you know, going through a lot of these things in a very logical sense in a very illogical show. You know, it's like you know, it's a very other world sort of thing. So maybe like you know, you're not supposed to take that sort of stuff too seriously. So like usually. What I can use to distract that is enough when there's, like, you know, cool enough action or cool enough character designs. I do agree with you on the the front that Nomura is a decent main character to have in this sort of show. Um, But overall, I think that there's just... The the action itself needed to be a bit more stronger to really win me over, I think. Because, like, you have a... You know, the story is very standard. But if the action and the sort of, like, mechanics behind it were better fleshed out... You probably could have made me more distracted from nitpicking all this, you know, the sort of things that I was nitpicking prior about, you know, the way the school was run and stuff. Because, you know, you don't really mind that sort of stuff if this concept is cool enough. And what I mean by is, like, when there's action, there's just a bit too many still shots. Like, a character will do something, and then there'll be, like, still shots of, like, them doing the move, and it slides. And, you know, like, I'm a a fan of, like, Shonen Jump sort of shows, and I do, like, some well-named moves and thought-out techniques. But the show dips too much into like a freeze frame. Show the text of the name of the of the move being performed on screen. Um, and then, you know, what jumps straight to mind to me is something like Fist of the North Star, where like he doesn't attack. But, uh, you know, if you want to capture the magic of that kind of thing, you have to show me a really sick-ass bit of animation. And then you, you drop some like still frame and text just so you can kind of digest what you've just watched, you know? So you can digest the, the kind of cool animation you've just seen. So, like, really, if you want to create some cool special moves, you have to get me to remember it by either repetition or by how iconic the visual of the move is. And, like, the only move that gets repeated a lot in this in the show is um, Nomura's spirit bullet gun thing. They reuse the yeah, thing his about his... pressure yeah, wave his... that he does with this thing where it's, like, his yeah. joints all click clack crack, crack and he breathes yeah. in breathes out and then he twists and turns and shoots forward with his fist and boom yeah it's goes, like a force palm technique sort of thing like something from neji from naruto sort of thing and you know like that's memorable enough but like i needed a bit more of that i needed some more iconic moves at least like one signature move of each of them if you really wanted to kind of get me really into it 
in terms of the, in terms of the action. They they're on the right right track at times because there are bets like when he's fighting somebody and he'll say like, "Oh, you're using this weapon type like the whip," and the whip is not really a proper weapon for fighting. It's a weapon more based on torture and stuff. It's very inconvenient if you use it in this sort of quarters or this sort of way. So there are times where they're kind of getting close to what I would look for in sort of like an action show where they're doing fighting. But it's just a little bit too shallow on that front for me to really take it as a, like, a really great action show. So I'm sort of kind of left very kind of middle of the road on the, uh, in terms of the, the combat thing. Though, I do, again, I do agree that the character designs are fine and uh, Nomura is fine. And also, like, as far as the main cast of girls are concerned, at least, they, like you said, you know, they don't go for, like, the stereotypical, okay, main girl is Sundari, this one is this. In fact, they actually went for two lollies in the main cast, which is, I suppose, abnormal enough itself. Um, well, I mean, if you think about it, the mm -hmm. assistants, yeah, if you factor them in, they're kind of lolly esque as well, yeah, yeah. So, I guess they changed it up a bit in terms of like the amount of girls. And I think you mentioned in your Rooster Teeth review that there's not really a proper harem, as like only two of the first two girls fall for him. Although, I suppose, unless you count the bear, because the bear would count as a third girl, then (laughs) right, because or ammo, the because Rin. And Mary fall for him, and they're constantly, you know, around him, like picking yeah. him up at the school, they're, fighting they're over him. They're doing the harem thing. They're getting jealous and stuff. They're doing the harem stuff. Yes, yeah. Amo doesn't really, even though she's clearly in love with him and infatuated with him, she's like, he's mine. The other girls can't really, you know, they're not. They don't even have a chance. But she leaves. She doesn't stick around. Yeah. Um, the girl with the bear, she. While she shows some affection towards him, it's only in like certain instances where it's like he's like squished up against her because the bear is pushing them together because yeah. you know he's he's in the girl's dormitory and she's trying to hide him. Which is a which um, is a fun substitution. I like how it's the bear instead of her. You know, because like, you'd expect it to right. be her, but it's really the bear. And there's like a scene where like the characters are doing exposition and she just needs to go take a shit or something. Like, I think that was a genuinely sort of funny scene. Like, Rin's talking about his backstory, her backstory to him, and he's telling his backstory. And it constantly flashbacks to her. Like, she's the next door, and she she's in, like, the ward at the hospital, and she just needs to go take a shit. And it's sort of, like, Oh, alleviates, yeah, she needs like, to go the... Yeah, right. yeah. And it's, like, it, it, it kind of, like, that was a kind of a funny scene, because it's just kind of, um... It kind of shows you, like, don't take too much of these overdramatic backstories too seriously. We also know it's kind of silly, so... Here's a, here's a girl next door trying to take a shit, but she can't take a shit because she's she's worried about spoiling the moment. <laughs> so there's there's that at least there. Um, and our blood lolly, she just wants a friend. She didn't really see him in any romantic light at all. No, and nope. not at all. And for uh, uh, Edgy girl, kind of doesn't really kind like, of, maybe maybe kind not kind of not where it's nah. kind of you don't really understand her, but like it yeah when he finally beats her. And they're in like the, um, I forget what exactly happens, but there is physical contact between them when oh, they're both nude. Th- that's because uh, what's his name, blind girl Inaba's coming into the room to find him because she can hear everything that's going on. But you know she knows he'll get expelled if he gets caught, so she hides him in the bath with her, basically. So there's some affection yeah. at least, and. I mean, she also seemed pretty dazed by the fact that not only was he fighting her in the nude, but also, like, his body is completely riddled with scars. And she didn't really quite understand that. Like, she has, like, one scar on her, 
and mm-hmm. she what well, you know she points it out and he's like really you think that's a scar and he takes off his clothes and's like oh he's got like scar here scar there really deep yeah. scar there you know, jagged wound here and and she's like what the hell is wrong with your body mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so there's that um there's also like i suppose bits and, like bits and pieces here and there last of all i suppose of what i have here is that um you have to kind of like they said you have to kind of be able to be distracted by either like one thing or another because like the more i think about some things there's a few like illogical plot holes here and there or like just like bits of incompetence where like i think it's like after episode one's episode two's escapades where like nomura needs to get his stamp from uh, rin he's walking one way after fighting those two assistant girls and he's walking one way like after school right and just saying, oh, that was a complete disaster. Then he walks into Rin. They have an exchange. She gives him her stamp. And then he walks the... He's like, thank you. Then he walks the opposite way of her. And like just kind of leaves that way as if he intended to go that way to begin with. But like he wasn't walking that way to meet Rin. That was just a complete coincidence. So we're just kind of left believing he was walking towards Rin for no reason. And then he decided, oh, now I've got the thing I want. Now I'm just going to walk the opposite way. So... I suppose like, as long as you're not distracted by stuff like that and details like stupid nitpicks like that, then I suppose like, it won't be so bad. But there were times in the show where I was distracted by nitpicks and uh, bits that didn't make any sense like that. But yeah, I suppose that's all I have with that. Anything else you want to wanna cover, I suppose? In terms no, of animation, what did you it. think? No? Uh, the animation was you know done by Silverlink. Same studio yep. who did works like No Rin... Uh, Sugare Otome X Amnesia um, and uh, Rukudai Kishino Itaya. Uh, back back at the Iyutan. test is one of my favorites from them. Ah, back as if you've seen yeah. that one, yeah, and they do good work. And but yeah. this series was no different. It really didn't like say anything great about their work, but it also didn't nah. really like dig a hole it's, for it. Yeah, uh, it's voice middle acting, of the road. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Who Nomura's voice? I do want to mention was provided by uh, uh, Tasuka Hata Hatanaka. Was very pleasantly fun to listen to because of his like Southern Hick accent. Yeah, and kind of you know the twang it had to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so Good it did. It there. felt mm-hmm. very different. It gave mm-hmm. him that delinquent feel that he needed to be. You know, and he wasn't just that. Even though he did look like your typical male protagonist he didn't sound like it well yeah he does have a little bit of an edge over your typical like harem protagonist because like usually they have a bit more of that droopy hair that goes down you know those sideburns that are really long and it's just flowy and they have like sort of vacant expression to them he has a bit more of like an edge to him you know his hair spikes up a little bit and you know and he's his eyes are sharp and even though he's just wearing a male uniform it stands out more because i suppose to what extent all the other guys are forced to wear well, actually, no, they're not. They're wearing guy uniforms. Never mind. Yeah, well, his is disheveled. He doesn't, like, do yeah. the tie yeah. correctly. He doesn't tuck the shirt in. <laughs> they, they don't actually fully cross-dress, actually, when I think about it. They get the guys to wear makeup and stuff, but they don't wear girl uniforms, actually. Right, it's more like humiliation for them than anything. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a bit of a, yeah. Well, needless to say, it's a bit of a one-sided system there. Again, very weird. Yeah, the the uh... school board comes in. Like, the principal person comes in, and, like, this is all, like, under the nose of the... You know, people in charge of this school. Like, it's weird because, like, if it is a rich place, like, if it is a really a prestigious school, wouldn't parents be? <laughs> wouldn't parents raise some sort of issue with their sons being forced to do this? I don't. I don't know. 
does. But yeah, yeah, I think that does it. Uh, I guess we can go ahead and give it our rating. Yep. Our ratings. And conclusions. Yep. What's your conclusion? Uh, my conclusion, I'm giving it a crackers. Okay. Crackers. It, right. uh, yeah, it, it was, it definitely did good enough. Good enough. Where it's mm-hmm. better than Netflix, but definitely not download down material. It was unique enough that it kept my interests. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, if I do my usual metaphor sort of thing or similes, this anime to me is kind of like an itch. It's a tad irritating at times, so you might enjoy it for like the bit while you're scratching it. But in the end, you'll kind of forget most of it. So it gets the most average of Netflixes for me, personally. But, you know, just... That's, that's my side of it. Okay. Yep. So, so draw, draw your own conclusion. Yep. So draw your own conclusions, I suppose, based off the two things. All right. Well, that does it for. We gotta work on timing of these reviews. Uh, that does oh. it for another episode of Anime Pulse. That is our first joint review. Woo! Done. Yes. In the books. Uh, hopefully more to come. Uh, yeah, which yeah. There should be. In the, <laughs> oh yeah. In the there's, coming months. There's, there's some spicy. I can't wait to like because apparently you disliked Apple Girl more than I thought <laughs> based on the Definitely reactions. Did not so, like oh. It. Oh boy. So that that's gonna be a fun one. And then there's also Clockwork Planet, which I think our opinions contrast even more on that one too. So. <laughs> Man, we're in for a real treat. I think in terms of collab reviews, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be good. Alright, well, uh, that brings us to the closure for this episode of Anime Pulse. I thank everyone for listening, for tuning in, and as always, until next time, keep watching, keep listening, and keep the anime love strong.